I was living that life that I guess as you said Bailey like every young man dreams of right mm. access to parties access to all these like famous people traveling the world once a week the lifestyle that I was living actually did no good for me at all greatness always has and always will come at a great cost anyone that you respect has had to sacrifice we literally thought the best thing in the world was just going out picking up chicks as I found my partner I realized that, that was meaningless I had to find God first I had to get saved but then I also had to go through deliverance which is exorcism essentially there's this thing called semen retention let me just set a hundred day goal to hit a hundred days and I'm sure within that hundred days I'll break the habit Finally, after 12 hours of setting up, we are rolling on our first ever podcast. It's good to be here, guys, with you. It is very good. Can't believe this is happening, finally, you know. I've actually personally wanted to do this for so long. Chris and I have wanted to do this for at least four years together. Not Bailey. Not Bailey. We didn't know Bailey uh, back then. Bringing in last minute, you know. Kind of ended up with Bailey. I like how we got the Asian, (laughs) the Lebo, Wog, European, and the Aussie combination. Say that one more time. What was it? I said, I like how we have the Asian... Lebo, Armenian, uh, European. I'm not Lebo at all. Whatever. So. Anyway, same thing. Um, and Aussie combination. Yes. It's good, huh? It is good. He's actually Italian, so he's white oh, too. So you're, yeah, actually, yeah. you're actually the minority. I, I'm always the minority. In all seriousness, no. Anyway, in all seriousness, we've actually been, been talking about this for a long time now. Being, it has been. It's yeah, been probably been. at least six months. On a serious note, yeah, we've been actually talking about doing this for a few months now, over six months, and it's, we're finally here. We're finally doing it we're rolling it's been a long a long journey but man, i'm so excited I'm, I'm excited to we're actually we're actually doing it yeah i think the good thing about it is that like you know how a lot of friends have this uh, have a million ideas on like oh let's do this and let's do that but they never do it we came up with this like what six to 12 months ago and we've actually been uh you know working on it the whole time putting in the bits and pieces that are needed and finally we're actually here and i think it's good because this whole show is to showcase how we've definitely changed our lives for the better, matured as men. Uh, you know, I used to be personally into a lot of degenerate activities back in the day. I'm sure we all were. And uh, yeah, I think it's good to showcase that. Why did you point at me? <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing to the, to the opera know, house in the background. Know, pointing at no one specifically. It's pretty crazy because I actually had spoken to Jamie maybe over a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I was like, we should do a podcast together. And for whatever reason, it was kind of like on the uh, i guess back burner for a while and then we kind of for- not forgot about it but it was not our priority and then it just so happens bailey-, bailey and jamie found each other through you know through the church and whatever else and then i met bailey and we all vibed and we're like wait a second like there's some synergy we- yeah we've got something here and um so i guess that brings us to um our first podcast as as, as bailey mentioned um the the name for the podcast is is quite interesting. So um, the locker room or the first episode. So the name of the podcast. I'll let one of you guys describe tell tell us how we came up with it. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. So I guess we're we're discussing names, but I think for me at least, the locker room kind of represents the place we come. On a, on a serious note, we go. We, it's a place we come to to level up be surrounded by like-minded people i see this being yes it's a podcast yes it's us three here but i see this being so much bigger than just a podcast i see this uh the opportunity to bring together a bunch of like-minded people who think against the grain i see it as so so something so much bigger than the podcast we want to bring everyone along for the journey and bring a bunch of people who are all chasing the top of the mountain together to learn together to motivate each other to not only encourage each other but call us call each other out on things to help each other improve 
So yeah, that's what I see it being. In terms of the actual name, the locker room, I think if you think of it sort of like a sports locker room to a degree, but for the game of life. So you've got a bunch of players in there who are, who are a team and we've got an, a common objective and we're going to bring other people onto the podcast uh, who are going to be specialists in their field. And I think they can act as like managers or coaches. We'll obviously have a bunch of life lessons that we want to share with everyone. Um, and I think that's what it represents. It's a place to come, level up, get together, call each other out. And yeah, that's kind of the, the baseline vision. I'm sure it'll evolve over time, but I guess that's the baseline premise of where I see it at. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's a, sac- it's a sacred place for, for you know, specifically for, for men, you know, as you said, yeah, family, the boys, everyone together, like-minded, we want to win, we want to level up, um, just unification. So I guess, yeah, that's that's probably in a gist. Bailey definitely um, described it well, but uh, I think Jamie has a few words he wants to add. I'd like to add my five cents if that's all right with you guys. You know, yeah, that's all right. You can, add, all right. You can add 10 the, cents. I know I'm the Asian guy of the group, but, you know, don't discriminate, all right? So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, obviously piggybacking off what Chris and Bailey said, I think this podcast definitely encompasses a lot of um, elements of leveling up, but not just leveling up like you hear in the Red Pool community, but more so leveling up in the sense of, you know, for me personally and for all of us boys, we, we're definitely very strong in our faith. We're also strong in our uh, masculine virtue. So you see a lot of uh, masculine podcasts that delve into, you know, like spinning plays to like, you know, sleeping with many women and partying and all this degeneracy, but we, we actually want to kind of sway away. Why are you laughing? I'm not <laughs> laughing. I, I agree wholeheartedly. There's there's a lot of that around. So we we kind of want to showcase to you guys that there's actually a better way to live. Obviously, a lot of us, I'm not going to, my hands just flying around for no reason, have experienced that lifestyle. Uh, I definitely have. And I think that, you know, the lessons I've learned, the foundations I've built um, moving forward into, you know, I'm 30 years old now, um, is going to really uh, showcase itself in this Jeez, podcast. Old. What's that? I'm old now, I know, but I'm Asian, so I look like I'm 22, so it's all good. But yeah, it is the game of life. It is leveling up. It is um, more of a, you know, we want to showcase the lifestyle that we all live, um, how we are able to achieve what we achieve, the lessons we learn, and how our foundations keep us grounded to the point where we don't have to live like essentially the world lives um, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. No, that, was, that was good. I think... Chris, why don't you give us a little rundown? We have we had an idea of what we wanted to talk about in the first episode, and I'm sure we'll go on plenty of tangents. The boys particularly have some crazy stories that will no, blow your mind. Not sure. no, they may or may not share. I'm sure they'll drip drip over the next few weeks. They'll blow your mind. But I think um, we, were, we were discussing how what we're going to name this episode, and I think Chris, you came up with a funny idea that I think we should so, so elaborate on. So we're sitting around a table and we're coming up with a with a name for this podcast, the number one, the first episode podcast, one. episode one. And these guys were, you know, throwing out random words and this and that. And, <laughs> and I sat there and I, I sat on the little corner of the room and I just thought to myself, I'm like, all right. <laughs> so these guys have been celibate. <laughs> Actually, sorry, one of the two. You guys can you guys can decide. Who. <laughs> you guys can decide who um, has been celibate for over a year. Um, and basically I was like, hmm, almost two. what's, you know, what's a, what's a, what's a, a move that you, you would usually use in, in, in the bedroom. And then I used that and I used what one of the boys was going through and essentially I came up with missionary impossible. So that's what today's episode is going to be. Called. That is what today's episode is called because the, the way that, uh, one of the boys here, well, well, technically two are trying to 
trying to live their life is a, is a, is a celibate way where you know th- through their faith um, they uh, uh, abstain from conducting in sexual activities. Before and therefore, it's impossible for them to do missionary. So, <laughs> correct, correct. So, yeah, why don't we talk about what exactly it is that we've been practicing? You can go first, Bailey. Well, I think just setting the setting the scene. At least in my opinion, there's there's two broad paths that you can go down, and I think I've been as everyone who knows me knows that I've kind of not gone off the grid completely, but I've taken a, a stage in my life where I've retracted from uh, socializing, going out, and everything just to kind of retract from the world no distractions and figure out what i actually want in life and i think that's a critical thing that especially if you're chasing the top of the mountain you have big visions big goals it's important as a man to take time away from the noise and figure out what do you actually want in life what direction do you want and i think figuring out your purpose takes time and i think the only way you can do that is with a clear head no distractions and as we all know that gauging certain behaviors can take up a lot of headspace um, so yeah, I think cutting right to the chase, a big thing that me and Jamie particularly and Chris has maybe dabbled in is seed retention or seed retention, or they're kind of the two terms. If you don't know what it is, you can probably look it up. Can you, can you but like explain it? Jamie, I think you're better off. You, wait, you wait, explain wait, what you, it can is. Can you just tell me, um, who brought it up into your life? In the well, okay. Yes. Yes. That's a good idea actually. So me and Jamie met probably, what is it? A year and a half ago. And I was met at church. Met at church, yeah, and God brought us together for a clear reason to keep each other accountable, help each other level up, and that's kind of what we all do here, which is great. Um, and he brought to my attention this thing called semen retention, which you, if you follow him on social, you'll know exactly what it is. Um, and if you've tried it, you know the benefits that come off with it. So anyway, he and kinda, this is and this is different to like you can't pull chicks like. The- <laughs> You can't just claim you're doing semen retention just because you can't pull yeah, chicks. That's a very <laughs> like, good point. Yeah. Like they, they're going out of their way to choose. They've got plenty of women that would be interested, just to clarify, guys. <laughs> but they're choosing not to. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you, Jamie, you explain what it is and then we can sort yeah, of go Jamie, from there. What's a seed? Okay. So would you guys like me to tell you why I've done it? Or do you want me just to tell you know, I did it the audience? You, by the way, sorry, you didn't know FAP. What's the difference? No, no, no. I did. I do know FAP now, but I, but I did um, see retention like three, four years ago. Oh, so then clearly I got it off Chris guys. No, so. I didn't tell anyone about. <laughs> I just did it for like fitness, like for just because I was really into my fitness at the time, and I was like, I was like, I was like, maybe it's going to help with building my testosterone, um, clear ahead with work. I was like stressed, and sorry to. I know we just That's said right. you were going to. When, when was it though? When did you do it? Honestly, maybe four, four or five years ago. Really? Before it was like a. I'm not saying oh, I started it. <laughs> maybe you did. I'm not he invented the no, whole no, thing. No, this no. Guy. there was there was. I feel like there was still some influences and people that talked about it back then. More in specifically in not so much wellness, more like gym, fitness, testosterone, like muscle gain, that kind of vibe, which that I was really like really into. But now it's it's a lot more mainstream. It's a lot more um, mindfulness, wellness. Uh, you know, male. Yeah, so, and and just to say, I didn't do it for long. I did it for maybe two months. Two months is a long oh, time. For, yeah, for, for, because at the time I was like, I was so dedicated to my fitness and, and I did feel, genuinely I felt stronger, whether it's placebo or not, in my opinion, um, I, I did definitely feel stronger. I felt mental clarity. Um, I did feel more confident with women. I was single at the time. Um I feel like the non 
non going out of your way to to get it because you're not trying to get it because that's what you're doing. People, it, it just it like people can feel that on you, especially women. They can feel because you're not going out every every minute of every day. You're not thinking about getting women. You're not trying to get women because you know it's not an option. So you just concentrate on your work, your fitness, your life, and they they're like, why is he not? Why is he not coming on to us? Why is he not giving us attention? And in actual fact, it 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 tracks women. You know so, what that's called? That's called the forbidden fruit effect. Okay, so basically, um, long story short, my entire life, I was an atheist and I was living a lifestyle where I got into social media about 10 years ago. I was living that kind of, you know, um, uh, social media entertainer life. And in Australia, um, you know, I managed to, you know, achieve a little bit of success where the whole industry um, became that lifestyle that you see people live i don't want to use the word celebrity because i'm not one but you know what i'm trying to say like the social you. media i see you as a celebrity i don't see myself and i think just there. just for everyone's context it's good to to hear your perspective and this is why it, a lot of people can learn from this is you're one of the very few people particularly in australia who's had exposure to that lifestyle and to that kind of level of access to everything that every, a lot of young men chase so it's i think your opinion is very valid like i said there's very few people who can have who have a valid or have earned the the right to have an opinion on this topic. So um, I'm interested to hear what you have to say here. It's good insight that not many people get. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm not going to try fabricate it, but um, you know, early on I did I did start social media. So I was one of the, you could say, first one or two eras. I started back in 2014. And uh, when I started, yeah, there was no one really around doing social media. And um, Chris has been one of my best friends for a long time. So he kind of saw everything happen as well. So you can you can butt in when you want. But yeah, it, it happened very fast. You know, I started making videos um, in 2014 um, and then I started to um, gain some traction after two years. So in about 2016, when this was when Facebook or Instagram had no videos Bro, still, it was just photos. Sorry, he was late to Instagram. Like like when I tell you, like I, I had like a maybe a thousand followers on it and like it was still nothing. He didn't even, he didn't even know how to upload. He was completely hopeless with with Instagram. And then he just goes... Oh, I might start uploading some of my videos. I don't know if it was off his Facebook or what. And he f- he just went nuts. Like I'm talking in a week, it was like hundreds of thousand followers, two hundred thousand up. For- like it was just it was back Madness. in those days. Back in and those he, days, he didn't even know well. what was happening. Well, he it was lucky. Know. It was lucky because I got on the platforms at the right time. He so did. I got on literally. I was on Facebook the day where Facebook go, "Hey guys, Monetize. instead of just photos and statuses, we can allow videos." I got on that day. Same with Instagram. Instagram was just a photo platform from 2012 See, when it God, was established. God was 100. Yeah, even um, back then. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think in 2017. Plan. Yeah, 2017, I think videos came out on Instagram. So I was on the platforms at the right time. Same as TikTok. I was on it first day. So, bro, he was he was one of the few, bro. He got me on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Right. Back when it was cringe. No, yeah, no. Yeah. It, 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 so he went from musically to TikTok, and and he he met. Sorry to um, take over. He met like one of the head guys in Australian TikTok. He like. And this guy had like the button to literally like make your video go viral. We yeah. saw the button on his phone. Yeah, yeah. He, he's literally what? like, like I would, I would That's post a, a video of like yep. me pushing Jamie. And I might make this viral and get a couple hundred. Thousand. It was so nice. And Jamie, and Jamie told me this is going to be the next big thing. Just download an account and start posting. And I was like, bro, this is, he's like download an account. He like forced me. And thank was, God he did. It was good. Yeah. We, I mean, like <sighs> we, we were always waiting for the new platform, but let's, yeah, trying not to divert attention from the subject matter. Um, but yeah, that was basically my life for so long. So I was in this world of social media. Um, very quickly, you know, over time, the views started to go up, the followers, the attention, um, 
you know, my life changed overnight to the point where I would just walk on the street as a normal guy. Then the next day, I just get, you know, kind of mobbed by people um, on the street. So it was a very, it was a big shock. And Chris saw the whole thing. See was, you guys. Ah! <laughs> and I'm not saying this to like boast or anything. I'm just trying to give some context as to how my life was for so many years. So within that, obviously, um, you know, it came so much access to things I had no access to before. There's a plane going past. I don't know if that's going to annoy. And this is a good uh, moment to um, bring out our sponsor. <laughs> that's true. No, actually, that's a, that's a good um, yeah, so basically, guys, as you can see, look behind me. Like, look, everyone just take a second. Look behind us. That's you in Sydney. I'm literally, I'm literally sitting on a couch and behind me is the Harbour Bridge. And the Opera House. And, and the Crown. Opera House. And Crown. Honestly, this is probably one of the most amazing views you can get in one of the most amazing cities ever. And we've been blessed um, to be able to have our podcast here. And um, this is uh, being, being given to us uh, to use from um, Getaways. Um, and they do have Airbnbs all around um, Sydney, New South Wales. Um, so we'll add in a link um, uh, when we post the video. We'll add a link to uh, the website and where you guys can inquire and find more information. Uh, but this is just one of many. There's, there's honestly, we, we we went through a few different ones, and they're if not better, just as beautiful. So yeah, thank you again. Big shout out. So basically, what I was saying was, yeah, I was living that life that I guess, as you said, barely like every young, especially young man, dreams of right. Access to parties, access to all these like famous people, traveling the world once a week, getting flown places, earning good money, working with some of the biggest brands in the world. What about women? I was getting there. I was getting there. I was getting there. I was. I was having a good time for a long time um and i'm not saying this to glorify my actions i'm actually saying this to uh, raise awareness as to the lifestyle that i was living actually did no good for me at all and i thought it would so yeah i was doing all that i was going out every weekend um, sleeping around a lot traveling the world your experiences maybe you're not glorifying them but they made you who you are so you don't regret them it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Like I, I wouldn't like encourage my behavior. However, I know that the path that I've been led on is to relate to people that think that they want this and then to show the other way out, which is the way I'm living now, which is so much more um, valuable and so much more fulfilling than that life. And I'm going into this because I want to talk about why this life was bad and then it got me into seeing retention. And to cut a long story short, I basically was doing all this and now, this is another plot twist in the story, which you guys will know about, but I actually um, had a very, very, very demonic spiritual affliction. Essentially, in, in, in simple terms, I got possessed from what I was doing. I wasn't just sleeping around, but during this process of me living this way and having all this you know, money, travel, fame, uh, access to things, I, I great, also- Great things in theory. Yeah. Exactly. I was still broken as a person. I was still depressed, still had anxiety, still had OCD, still had like- We saw the behind the scenes, but on camera, everyone's like, people are like, oh, he's, you know, he's living the life. Like it's a dream. Like, and, and we'd be like, yeah, it is the dream, but- we actually know you're broken behind behind the scenes. Exactly, yeah. And I was always trying to find healing. So I'd go to all these people, you know, to, to do healing on me. I did breath work, hypnotherapy, use crystals. I went to every single uh, cognitive behavioral therapy person out there. I went to counseling. I went to, um, I did astral projecting. You, you spent know, thousands. You spent, spe- like, yeah. yeah. I did that for so long, so many years, like seven years I was doing this and nothing was working. Anyway, so I was still looking for healing during this time. And- I ended up going to a Reiki healer and that's when 
everything changing. You guys know what happened, obviously. Um, I'll reveal it in a documentary one day, but yeah, not yet. Yeah, that'll, that'll take 18 episodes. <laughs> it takes about yeah. four hours, no exaggeration, yeah. to go through this story. And I'm sure it'll drip feed over the next few weeks and months, which people will get a, a glimpse of. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially I did a Reiki healing session and my life just did a complete like upside down 180. Um, all these weird things started happening to me. I started getting nighttime attacks, heart problem, all these weird things that I had no idea what was going on. And yeah, essentially, long story short, that was going on for about a year. I'll tell you guys in detail one day, but it then led me out of it through uh, me finding God and me actually going through exorcisms, which is called deliverance in Christian terms. How did you, um, how did you get to finding God? How did I get to finding God? It's a long story. That's, anyone, that's in the story. Did anyone help you? Oh, okay. I know what you're trying to say. During this time, Chris actually did mention God once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> and I, I was so atheist to the point where I was like, no. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I guess so. And I read that book that you Bro, sent my me. Mom, my mom's like, give him this book. Like, it'll help him. Like, to just someone who doesn't know anything. Like, just to give him an insight. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll read it. And I was like, he probably didn't. But then he actually did read it. But I didn't really, like, get anything from it at that time, I remember. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll read this and see what happens. But... It was weird, man. I didn't think that there was a God out there. I literally thought, oh, let me do some more new age crystals and, and Reiki and now I heal it over like the like creator. Call me like suicidal, like, like, I don't know if we want to keep this, but I think it's pretty, pretty important. He'd call me like daily suicidal once to, you know, unalive himself. And, and I'm like, I know the only thing for me that's ever helped me through all my difficulties in my life has been God. And the, the reason I keep going forward with everything so positively in my life is because I know I've got the most, you know, powerful thing in the world, person in the world on my side. And I'm like, the only advice I can literally give him is like what I, what I do is have God. And, and so, you know, through his own process, which he'll, he'll get into eventually, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, you yeah. found God. I did. Yeah, I did. And um, essentially speaking, I knew that I had to find God first I had to get saved, but then I always had to go through deliverance, which is exorcism, essentially. Found pastor, a good pastor in Melbourne, Pastor Joseph, who helped deliver me. Shout out to Pastor Joseph. And then, yeah, I basically had to stop my ways of what I was doing. So I decided to myself, I'm like, you know what? You know, I've found God now. Now I'm Christian and, and, and this is the new life I want to live. However, I can't just like tell myself I'm going to live like a priest or, or like a, a like celebrate my whole life. It was just too much at the same time. So what I had to do was I had to trick myself. I said, okay, what I was doing in terms of sleeping around and all the things I was doing before essentially led to me being possessed. It wasn't just the Reiki session. It was my entire lifestyle as well, where I was getting energy and, and literal demons from whichever girl I was sleeping with. That's the truth of how it works. How many, so like, how many demons did you get? I got a lot, bro. Like how many? One of my deliverance ministers said that I had the highest amount of spiritual infestation that they've ever seen. How many How many demons would we say? Because like no from idea. each girl, you would have got a demon. So. <laughs> how, how many demons? I can't uh, say that's undisclosed. Yeah. <laughs> Leave least, it up yeah. to your imagination. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? So yeah, I had to kind of trick my brain into thinking like, okay, I'm not going to say to myself, I'm going to be celibate to marriage. I couldn't handle that. So okay, how do I trick my brain into doing that, literally being celibate to marriage, but actually practically living it out in a worldly way? Because I was still so consumed by my old life. I go, oh, there's this thing called semen retention. Let me just set a 100-day goal to hit 100 days. And I'm sure within that 100 days, I'll break the habit. And I did it. What's the, the home hitting message here that you, wanna, that you want people to take away from this story? Well, what have you, you learned? 
what what's yeah what's been the most powerful thing you've experienced because not everyone has done 100 plus days etc what would you say the biggest benefit most powerful thing and and yeah home home message would be from that experience the biggest and the most powerful thing that i experienced on senior retention is just absolute clarity and unlimited energy like i could work for 18 20 hours a day on little sleep didn't matter what it was i was so laser focused like women like distractions didn't bother me anymore and i was just laser focused and if something didn't like i guess serve the coin that god has for me or 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 help me in some way or benefit me not saying that i'm operating from a selfish behavioral mindset but if it wasn't a good thing say in god's eyes or just in general i just wouldn't do it and so that was really what semen retention allowed me to do and you get to a point where i think for me it was like after eight weeks you just kind of forget about the temptations and they just become easy to manage and i think bailey you've experienced the same thing yeah exactly for me yeah obviously you got me onto this practice and it was something i was like oh i'll give it a go but I guess tying it all back, it essentially it all ties back to discipline in a way. And I believe that as a man, if you can control yourself sexually, it bleeds out into every other area of your life, right? Um, that's one of the hardest things to control. And as soon as you get that under wraps, like let's be real, the, the days we live in today, there is dopamine, uh, things to distract yourself with every single minute of the day, every second. And I think by engaging in discipline, it allows you to just take a lot more control over every area of your life, right? So I can draw this back to the law of entropy, which means that in our natural order, everything moves towards chaos. And the law of entropy is in, from a cellular level that we all move towards chaos without intervention, um, whether that's behavior, discipline. Think about it. You want to eat unhealthy foods. You want to not train. You want to do all these things that naturally cause you a lot of destruction, so by adding in discipline, you're actually intervening with that natural process. We're all corrupt as human beings. We're all made to sin. And that, yeah, that's why I kind of like discipline. Um, and yeah, that's kind of- You're invincible. If you, <laughs> if, no, if you get that discipline right. Yeah. Bro, this guy went to Europe single for three to four weeks. No, no, how long did you go for? You went for long time. Two months. Bro, for two months, I'm telling you, sorry, everyone, everyone if you know, you know. He went to Europe for two months, single. He's a good-looking chap. He's blonde. He's got blue eyes, and he's Australian, which is like, you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> and he and he stayed true to his discipline, and and now he's come back, and he's like, you know, he feels invincible. Can because we just elaborate what that means? True to discipline. He did not have any sexual relations with that woman. Not any. <laughs> In in two months, like, being exactly. a, a guy like himself in Europe, and, and so yeah, back to his point that discipline that he 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 exercised because it's like a muscle you exercise it, and and now when he's come back, he's like yeah, exactly. And I think as soon as you you master that, training the gym easy, yeah. eating eating right easy, and it's not only that, but if you have very ambitious goals and you, you want to get to the top of the mountain in life there are things that you have to sacrifice and you've only got a limited mental capacity and things you can focus on. So everyone out there who's taking up 50 plus percent of your brain thinking about girls and all these distractions which don't actually get you closer to the end goal, then it's kind of a waste of time. And as a little side benefit, which is fun, it's a funny thing that I've noticed and I mentioned before, the forbidden fruit effect for those of you who are waiting for the explanation. I was waiting. Yeah. I <laughs> So basically, not that not that anything we do here for the reason is to attract a partner or or for 
or the glory that comes with it. But as a result, you'll notice as soon as you take your attention off chasing other people, chasing girls, those kind of things, you shift your focus and you focus on the mission and nothing else matters. You know, you have complete clarity on where you're going in life. Everyone around you notices your friends, you start talking different. You start, uh, the way you act is different. You stop, you start being able to motivate them and everyone else around you notices. Now, not that this is the motive, but girls do notice as, as well. And that's called the forbidden fruit effect because it's rooted in human nature. And since the dawn of time from Adam and Eve, people want what they can't have. And if you showcase that you are clear mission oriented and you have clear focus and vision for your life, then yeah, everyone else notices and people want to jump on the bandwagon because they see you're going places. So it's kind of a side benefit, which is pretty cool. hundred percent. I mean, think about it, right? I always say this to like my friends. I'm sure you guys have heard me say it. Like whenever you ever, right, woken up one day and thought to yourself, oh, I'm just going to do whatever it is I feel like. And let's be honest, like the flesh is deceptive and the flesh wants to sin. So, you know, we're all inherently, I guess, sinful in nature. So who really wants to go to the effort of waking up when the alarm goes off? Not no one really, right? But imagine if you lived a life where you just literally did whatever you just felt like emotionally. You would have the most, uh, I guess, corrupted, the most unfruitful, unproductive, unfulfilling life that you can possibly imagine. So it's like the reward when you can over overcome those barriers that are there to achieve that and unlock that success that we're all, I guess, destined to achieve. So it's just the 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 opposite effect of like what we actually want is actually better for us. Going against the comfortable. Exactly. Getting comfortable getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, correct. And embracing that, embracing yeah. that. And it gets I, easier after time. One more thing that I want to add, and then I think Chris, you can give your perspective, is that greatness always has and always will come at a great cost. You look all throughout history, look at all the greatest people, anyone that's name has been remembered, anyone that you respect has had to sacrifice or put their life on the line. You think about men back in the day, think about Alexander the Great. Men used to go to war with their sons, everything on the line to protect their their community. Everyone who's ever done something worth respecting uh, has come at a big cost, has a sacrifice. And I think that's what a lot of people lack these days is because we're so pleasure-minded is that we we don't have the ability to say no to things. And We want success now. We want everything exactly, now. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's that's one at, thing to learn. Look so. at sportsmen. Look at Ronaldo. Look at Messi. Like you know, these are Michael Jordan. All these, you know, they all say like if you if you look listen to their interviews, mm. they yeah they've got fame, money, girls, clout, everything now. But in the early years, in the first five to ten years, they didn't go out. They didn't party. All their friends were partying. All their friends were drinking. They were kicking that ball. They were juggling that ball. They were playing their skills. They were shooting the basketball. Hours on hours and hours and hours because no one else was doing that. And if they did that, they were going to be better than everyone else. So it's, a, it's the same with you know Alexander the Great or sportsmen or successful people in business, in, in politics or whatever else. It's just working hard, sacrificing when everyone else is doing the comfortable or the lazy or whatever's easy and doing the uncomfortable to get ahead of everyone else. And I think, you know, as one of you guys said before, like if you master like your sexual urges as a man, which is the most primal animalistic urge that we naturally have, um, 
as a man, then you can master anything, you know? And I think if you look at autobiographies, and I always say this as well to my close friends, imagine if you just read an autobiography about someone that achieved like the pinnacle of success, like say Ronaldo, and he had no struggles. Like it'd be so unrewarding to even, you know, read or, or be inspired by that. And I think humans are naturally inclined to be inspired by struggle because we can all relate to that. And no matter how much money you have or how much money you grew up with or what fortune that you were blessed with Everyone from a young age. Everyone loves the underdog story. You always love the underdog Everyone story. And, and you can relate in one way or another, whether it's, doesn't matter if you're reading about the kid that, you know, was homeless uh, for his entire childhood. If you yourself say grew up in maybe like a lower socioeconomic um, disadvantaged house, then you can also relate to that in some sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I agree. And I think- the struggle and something that's hard to having something that is hard to to attain is what makes it valuable, right? The fact that something is hard to get and a success in whatever area is, whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's in any, any endeavor, the fact that it is that it is hard to attain is what makes it valuable. You know what I mean? Like whether it's a six pack, whether it's making a million dollars, whatever it is, if it was easy to get, if everyone drove a Lambo, it would not it would not be a, a spot easy to aspire and to scarcity you know increases I mean? value so yeah same with fitness it's common yeah that goes back to what you guys said about the the semen retention so i've done just to tell everyone all the viewers um <laughs> everyone's everyone's <laughs> been waiting for you to tell this, us this so. is my claim I'm, I'm very intrigued i've done uh two years now no fap wow um that's and that's been a big achievement for, actually to be honest after the first couple months it's it's really not a massive thing i will add i i I do have a girlfriend, <laughs> so you know whatever. Makes that, things a bit hard. Whatever that means to you um, yeah. is is yeah. So and 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 like I had read in a book. Um, I can't remember if it was specifically for no fap or semen retention, but just to piggyback on what one of you boys had said, the the mental power that as as a as a single male or as a male in general, from the minute we wake up to searching, like even if it's subconscious of like searching for women whether it's to to watch porn whether it's to engage in in finding a mate um um, um lusting over whatever it is it's just mental power that's taking away from business sport work family relationships friends all these things you're, you're spending at least 50 60 percent even i can't remember the specific statistic but it was quite high and men literally like occupy their brain their mind with this and it's constantly like you know I go to work on my way to work. Where, where can I find girls? Where can I talk to girls? Am I going to have any uh, interactions with girls? Whereas when you've made this decision to have the semen retention or, or the no fap, it's one less thing. It's one huge mm. thing that it's like out of your life. Now yeah. you've just gone, all right, I've got to go to work. What am I thinking on? What do I have to do today? How do I be productive? X, Y, Z. And it's just, I feel like it's a, it's a lot more productive, mm-hmm. um, and you and sorry, and you won't know until you until you do it. I want to I want to ask you guys a question, and I want to get your thoughts on this. So obviously, like in this day and age, there's you know you could say there's two two sides. There's a lot of division in society, and um, you know you see a lot of um, things in society where it's promoting this lifestyle for men to actually um, spin plates and sleep around and and not have that sexual discipline. And then you also see a different side. But then you also see this overlap where I could, I could characterize this as the red pill. As there is this division in, in, in society, 
where there are two opposing sides and, and you can kind of like box them a little bit. Like, you know, that if you see one archetype, then they'll probably think this about this and then that about that without going into detail and then the opposing one, right? But why do you think there is this kind of like popularity in the manosphere where it's the red, the red pill popularity where you see guys like Fresh and Fit, the whatever podcast, and they actually do, in my opinion, um, identify the crux of the problem of masculinity in this day and age, which is, you know, many things I'm sure we'll talk about in, in the future. But why do you think there is this underlying like, yep, we believe that men should work hard, be caretakers and provide for their family. We believe men should be strong and we shouldn't be undermined for that and labeled as toxically masculine for it. But then, and, and they talk so much about discipline and, and you know, leveling up and all these things, but then they fail to actually touch upon the side of how about like sexual discipline. So then they start... Um, reinforcing the ideology of like you know what you can do all this stuff which is great which i personally agree with but then have your fun you know it, you can cheat on your wife you can have a you can have a, a girlfriend cheat on her whenever whenever you want you can you know have sex with like multiple girls at, at one time or over time so there's the discipline in like all areas besides the sexual area where they're like you know what that doesn't apply to us like why do you guys think that is i think you've said a few different things because for the first thing you said is a spinning plates thing so it's like, you know, sleeping around with women, not having a good relationship, you know, I guess getting rid of your seed, all these things. But that's like, that's like the whole Dan Bilzerian kind of vibe. And I want to get into that in a second. Um, but then the fresh and fit and, and, and that in terms of, you know, masculinity where men have to be strong, look after their wife, their wife, you know, stays at home, cooks meals and, and that whole thing. And then people are against that because women now have the boss, boss woman movement and all that. I think that's a, that's a big conversation in itself, and we could probably spend hours on it. But the Dan Bilzerian thing, and the and the 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 young boys who look up to these characters, these men who portray, or they maybe they do, or they portray that they pull a lot of women, they sleep around, they live the lifestyle, and why young boys look up to these guys, in my opinion, is because it's 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 rare, in the sense of they know how hard it is to speak to women, especially beautiful women. Everyone, everyone looks up to this because it's like the it's like the one percent. It's like the guy that's got it all. Like you know, it's it's like the they portray it as like the 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 guy that's got the dream, right? He's he's got the cars, he's got the money, he's got the girls, and it's 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 almost like unattainable. It's like as a sixteen to 20, 25 you know year old twenty four year old boy like. Got, uh, man um that's on it like it feels unattainable you're like oh, wow how did he get so rich why is he talking to so many women how does he have so, like such a life because it's kind of like a, a dream it's like a dream reality that and and i think that's why they probably don't speak to many girls themselves so to, for a guy to speak consistently to good-looking girls always have them around i think is like oh my god it's like a but i feel like if you've had any glimpse of that lifestyle which some of us, <laughs> some of us have, maybe all, um, you know, because you know, at different times we've been in relationships and whatnot. But at, I think you know, it's not that it's not what it's all cracked up to be. I just think they don't know. It's just the unknown. It's it's, it's unknown yeah. waters. I think, think. I mean, yeah, we, we can go down so many different uh, rabbit holes here, but. I like how, how you said, Chris, how it's, it's that aspirational, unattainable kind of thing that's the attraction. 
And the reason why so many people are gravitated towards these characters, um, even like the Andrew Tates of the world, might have to blur that out for YouTube. What does it rhyme with? Huh? Andrew Nate. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> um, all these people who are so popular have, have pretty conflicting values, but are so popular to the young male uh, population is that to, to attain that lifestyle, it says something about who you are as a man and the character traits and the, the, even the discipline, exactly what we're talking about. What you have to go through to get to that level is unattainable. But whilst, yeah, all the flashy stuff is, is all the, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. But what, who, what kind of a man do you have to be to be able to drive 10 supercars, to run 10 businesses, to manage a team of 100 employees, to get to the top of the mountain we all know every, if it was that easy, everyone would be there. Sorry, right? sorry. This comes back to human psychology. I think that's what we were going to touch on. Like, it, sorry, it just came to me. Like, think about every um, every entrepreneur that's selling a course on 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 online that we've seen over the last five to ten years. They're all in flashy cars. They all got the house. They've all got this. They're selling you the dream. They're selling you the unattainable lifestyle. And why do people buy it? Because they don't have that. They want to buy the course so they can have the car, the girl, the everything. And this is the same with this. They 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 buy into the lifestyle because they don't have it. They want it. And it's it's just the human psychology of like <laughs> it's the human psychology of like I want what I don't have. Back to the it actually ties into the women thing. I want what I don't I, I don't have. I can't get it. I want it. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that great. So sorry to cut you off, but I just yeah, no, that's the human that's psychology much aspect. You, you rounded it up well. I think I do. I think what you guys said is uh, definitely kind of answers my question as to the reasoning behind, um, you know, why guys look up to these sorts of figures. Because yes, with uh, scarcity um, increases value. So obviously, people like Dan Buzeri and Andrew Tate with multiple women must symbolize that they are good at something and attracting women isn't just purely you're a good looking guy it, it also takes charisma women why sorry I can, it keeps I, breathing into the mic <laughs> sorry guys we can try guys we're learning it also it also you know relates to the internal value of the human being which which may be you know success because let's be honest with with each other and the feminists would probably have a go at me for saying this but women definitely do look for guys that can in whatever way shape or form prove their worth that they can provide and protect and have security within their relationship and let's not you know be too no, it's, about true. That. it's very true. It's true so even subconsciously that's even what, subconsciously yes yeah. so, women um gravitate gravitates towards exactly so if you find a man that can attract all these women and yes i think if men look for different things in women that women look for in men i think it does symbolize this guy has something for him however what i will say is this when a man um completely um focuses on his value as a human based upon materialism such as attracting multiple women attracting you know the car the house not that there's a necessarily only bad things about it there's not there's actually definitely some good in it as well um then the man starts to base his worth on things that will bring him uh underlyingly less value than he thinks because i think there are so many guys out there that think that when and i can attest to this in my own way but you know when i get famous or when i get a lot of money or when i get a lot of women i'm gonna be happy but it's not like that because then you're going to be presented with a whole nother spectrum of problems. If anything, 
And you've had you've had that more or less, you know, percentage of it. You've you've had that. Correct. And I think what all these things does to you, such as the the money and the fame and you know whatever it is and the women, it actually magnifies the problems that you already have and it blows them out that, of proportion. That that you didn't attend to. Correct. Those those issues that you thought were going to be taken by all these superficial materialistic things. Correct. That underlying problem is still there and, and it's, it's just magnified. been masked and it's magnified. It's grown exactly. over time. Yeah. And then he you know, explodes. So say for example, you're a guy, you were like, you know, on the come up like me, like I was, and you're looking for some sort of purpose in life, <laughs> but you're still, you know, to an extent broken, you're still depressed, you're still anxious. You have all these problems and you think that by achieving this level of wealth or this notoriety or this kind of like, you know, uh, secular enforcement of success will make you happy and get rid of these problems. What ends up happening is you start focusing on these things and then you might get them at the end of the day. But then when you get them, you're like, wait, I thought, yeah, what's next? I thought like once I got these things, all these underlying issues would go away, but now they're even worse because now now I've got all these women, now I've got all these cars and I've got this money and now, oh no, everyone's going to like see me just figure and now they're going to find out who I really am and then that's going to put a whole nother layer. Then they're so invested in dopamine and short-term pleasures from this lifestyle that then what happens is they just keep escaping to it never actually get to the root of the problem and that's exactly what happened to me not on a andrew tate made institute of course but in my own way so i think when you kind of like misinterpret the real meaning of like a man's success which actually isn't all that all those things like they're cool and everything but when you don't get to the crux and the root of the cause and the problem um that's where you can fall off the rails and that's why you see you know people at that level of success just you know depressed and even suicidal and that sort of thing so to kind of sum up this specific topic for someone you know out of the three of us you're probably the closest that's achieved you know a high level of success wealth women um and you've obviously changed your ways as you said what where do you want to go now what what have you learned from that where how do you how do you, how do you become more of a man now that you've done all that and you've and you've changed for for, for good reason how do how do you define you being a man now like what 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 does that mean how how do you look there's a reason why when you look at someone that's been like ultimately successful on their deathbed they never say oh i'm just so happy that i achieved all this wealth all this all this attention from women, women yeah you know all this just superficial things unless you're Hugh Hefner unless you're Hugh Hefner you might have said that but there's a reason that no one says that they say i'm just so happy that i had a family and i had a legacy and i was able to provide for my kids so to answer your question, it kind of goes back to that because yeah, I have experienced a lot of the materialism and I've realized that it amounts to nothing. So moving forward, you know, essentially my goal is to to live in a way that the that makes me a man of uh deeper value than what's on the surface. So it's doing things like, you know, this podcast inspiring the youth. I could have gone on like a 10-year rampage with doing all that stuff, you know, making the same prank videos, making mean meaningless content. And you would have got views. And I would have got views. It'd I would be have meaningless. It'd be meaningless. And I always knew that there was something inside of me that wanted more. So essentially to answer your question is for me to, you know, I'm 30 now, recently 30. So I want to use the next 10, 20 years to really um, build myself in terms of like my understanding of the Bible is one thing, um, my understanding of what it means to be, you know, like a more traditional man. I want to have a family one day. I want to provide for my kids. I want to be that father figure that I can create and raise the next generation in the right way. And, and, I'm I'm glad you touched on on family. Um, sorry, Bailey. Uh, I'm glad you touched on family because one of my main reasons as to why I kind of got out of the 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 life of you know being free, um, you know going going around 
You can yeah. say it. Going going around, ha- ha- going around, having having fun, um, and and kind of no cares is because I found I found my partner that I'm still with and I'm very happy with, um, and it it I guess it it helped me mature. It helped me understand that, like when 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 me and Jamie were young, and and a few say my other mates, we we literally thought the best thing in the world was just going out picking up chicks, like. Going to Europe, picking up girl, like that. We thought that was the epitome of success, and uh, and is the best thing our lives could ever have. Like like the pinnacle of our life was that. And as I got older, as we matured, as I found my partner, I realized that that was meaningless. Sure, I had my fun. It was it was, it was you know I don't regret anything I did, but finding someone who who's genuinely a good person that you can share your life with you can grow together you want to be a better man for her and for yourself like i i want to be a, a better man for her like to give her the right kind of man to be there for her to support her um and and to level up for her and for myself obviously and for our future um and and that just comes with time um i was i was at a place where i didn't think i was ready for a relationship and it just kind of happened and I'm very glad for it. Um, you know, we've been together for two and a half years. I'm, I'm, you know, falling more and more in love with that, you know, every day. I don't want to sound cheesy. No, that's cute. I love that. That's good. That's good. But, but I would never want it. Like, you know, we, we, we've, we've, I've gone from talking about picking up chicks to, you know, one day I want to, you know, like she, we send each other like, you know, wedding, wedding videos of, 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 you know, different couples. Like, she's like, do you like these lighting? Do you like this? And whilst, you know, I'm not, you know, proposing right now, but it is obviously on the cards and I do want to, you know, propose to her and marry her one day. So it's just crazy just to, to see the transition, but it took me finding a good girl um, when at least when the time that I least expected it, I was not expecting, I still thought I had another five years in me. I, I thought I had another five years in me of, of just being a bachelor, um, but it's, it's, it's meaningless and, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy I found her and I'm very happy that my life, my, and it, and it, and it, um, it carries on to everything else in your life. You know, you find someone that's, that's helpful, that's, benef- um, that's supportive and, and, and loving and it helps me with my work. It helps with my family. You know, I have a great relationship with my mom and therefore I have a great relationship with my partner. Um, and, and I think that's important as well. So, yeah, that's essentially what I wanted to say. It's, it's you know, I, I've, I've been very blessed to, to find someone good and, and it's helped me get out of that life and, and have better morals and have a better outlook to be a better man. I love that, bro. Yeah, I think... So shout out to, <laughs> to you, baby. <laughs> no, that was beautiful, man. And I think that's seeing you guys is an inspiration to me and Jamie as well. It's like when you see someone that... that has whether discipline or the change of character or actually sitting down pays off to the level where the people around you go, oh, I want that. I think that's something very admirable and that's something that I respect about you two as well. And yeah, it gives me and Jamie something to look forward to. You learn a lot from both. I think, yeah, there's a season for everything. But I think where my journey started was going off the grid. And I think just tying it back to from from our perspective, at least for all the all the single guys out there and why this is so important is – it's, it all comes back to the reputation you have with yourself, right? When you look in the mirror, who do you see yourself as, as a man? And I believe that for me, that journey started with going off the grid and 
starting retention, all those things. And I realized that once, once I can look at myself in the mirror and say, when I say something, it's, I'm going to do it. That's a character trait that you're able to carry through the rest of your life. And it's saying that like when we aspire to be like Chris and, and his girlfriend in the, in the relationship, the character traits and the man you have to become doesn't start once you get, once you find that person, it actually starts well before you actually find that person. Cause if you just start, once you find the person, it's too late. So I encourage everyone that, yeah, you need to start now. And when you are ready and you are prepared, then God will bring the right woman to you when you've done the preparation and you're in a position to lead a family and do all these things. So I think once you have a, a clear reputation with yourself, you trust yourself and anything you say goes every area of your life, fitness, attention, everything, that's when life gets beautiful. And that's when you can start setting very ambitious goals and chasing the top of the mountain and know you're going to get there along with a band of brothers who have your back and want to see you do the best. And this is what we want for every single person around us and everyone who's listening to this um, to find that and be a part of this community and this movement because, yeah, we're going to do some big things. I'm so excited. That's it. And, and I'm pumped. And that's a perfect uh, way to end off this podcast, I think, on that note. Yeah. That was really empower- empowering and powerful. And I agree with, with everything Bailey said and obviously Chris as well. And yeah, um, just to just to reiterate, um, I think that, you know, all those um, that are listening to our podcast right now, uh, stay tuned for more of this sort of stuff because we really want to be talking about the important conversations that we need to be having in this day and age without, you know, being worried about, you know, censorship and that sort of thing. And especially on men's issues, I think that there is a way there where men can live an optimal life like we are all trying to embody ourselves. And I think the more that you guys learn from us and our past experiences and what we've done in the, you know, um, before we got to this place of fulfillment will definitely um, help you guys move forward in your life. So, sorry, sorry. I no, no, no. You pointed at me. There so you go. All yours. I, was, I was just going to say, and, and um, everything you guys said was amazing, but I was going to say um, in saying that we're not, we're not saying that we know everything. We're not perfect. We're learning. We're on the journey with you guys. Um, but we just want to be, uh, almost like a, you know, a big brother for you guys. Um, some, someone who we wish when we were younger, we had to look up to that would give us these gems, these, these, this advice, um, uh, you know, about business, about life, about women, about, um, religion about everything just someone who you know can can we can speak to you can you can feel comfortable and safe um a safe space for you guys to just kind of kick it with vibe and and just share ideas um so so yeah um we're learning with you guys we're on the journey all together so and we haven't even scratched the surface yet yeah everything we want to talk about man like the amount of the amount of pathways that we can go down um yeah it's just it's gonna be incredible so i'm excited so make sure you guys subscribe to the channel if you're listening to this on spotify or apple music make sure you give us a follow um we'll be uploading weekly episodes as well on every single platform uh we will have a tiktok we do have a tiktok account as well instagram we're posting little short clips so thank you so much for watching hope you enjoy this once again shout out to getaways uh for helping us with our studio setup in the beautiful heart of Sydney, as you can tell behind us, link in description if you want to suss them out. And yeah, we shall see you guys next week. See you guys. Let's go.